and we're back. Today is April 9th, 2022, episode 69 of Stuck in a Corner. And it is <laughs> National Unicorn Day. Hey. And on this day in history, Robert E. Lee surrendered. <laughs> I love Holy that. Shit. I love that. That's awesome. That, what an amazing collection of events. What, what the fuck? <laughs> Episode 69 of Stuck in a Corner brought to you by Robert E. Lee. I can't remember who that is. He was guy. the leader I'm, of the South. I, that's what I thought, but I wasn't entirely sure. Nice. Bad guy. He was weird. Um, it's also National Name Yourself Day, National Former Prisoner of War Recognition Day, National Chinese Almond Cookie Day, National Cherish and Antique Day, National Winston Churchill Day, and Vimy Ridge Day. I forget, was National Asexual Awareness Day yesterday? Because I got a whole bunch of just stuff pop up on my Tumblr feed. I don't know. I, I know there was some discourse online. Uh, going on, but I don't know if it had anything to do with the day. I don't think National Today is going to have. They well, they had a the, um, National Coming Out Day. Uh, the the other one um, a couple of days ago. Uh, my birthday a... is National Transgender Coming or Transgender Awareness Day. That's what it is. I believe. Sorry, I'm not National Coming Out Day. No, it was April sixth. Did they have transgender? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. It's oh, not your it... favorite segment of the show where we look things up in real time. Oh, Hi, saw your bit. Hi, saw your bit. Rude. Uh, uh, transgender, transgender, that, oh, transgender cool. day of visibility. Day of visibility. That's what it is. Yeah. Mm. That's my birthday. Yeah. March thirty first. Uh, hi. Oh, wait, have we introduced ourselves? My name is Fox Evans. I am the host of Stuck in a Corner, and I have some really cool people here with me today. Maybe they'll all introduce themselves. My name is Dave Robison. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got control of the sound effects. <laughs> you were just laughing really hard at that. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm, I'm the reason Robert E. Lee surrendered, and also a small pair of bitchy sunglasses. Okay, well, are we talking like, I'm thinking points, like cat eye, kind of? If you're thinking of, there's this very specific Jenna Marbles video where she gets a Claire's makeover, and she has a very small pair of white plastic sunglasses. Like, I mean, they're like the size of maybe those uh, pressed pennies that I love to get from places. Like, that's how big the lenses are, and then it's just oh, like, okay, okay, centimeter okay. thick white, and they're like pointy. It's very small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, very okay, okay. bitchy. I do understand. They're like circles, but they have... No, no, points. Okay, so they're like okay, almond okay, shaped. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like almond shapes, very bitchy sunglasses. Are the frames pointed or are the lenses pointed? The Both? frames are pointed okay, and the lens is like very lightly pointed. Okay. I think that it's like, it's a, it's an inverse graph. I don't know what the name of it is. It's an inverse graph where it's like smallness of sunglasses, bitchiness of sunglasses, except this is the, no, actually, hold on, I need to reverse the X and Y. <laughs> bitchiness of sunglasses is on the Y axis and then like size of sunglasses is um, on the X axis and it's and it's a weird shape. It's like, like these? Oh, it's empty. That was empty. Nice. Like these? Yes. But like they have to, like that's a good start. They need to be smaller. They'll be more bitchy as they get smaller. Like if I, if I saw a human being wearing like a pair of Barbie sunglasses just on their nose, I think, oh, that's the ultimate bitch, and I love them. This is this is the this is bitchy positive. I uh, non derogatory. <laughs> I like your recent usage of the word bitchy to it's describe fun. things. Yeah, it's fun. It's I, very does, great to describe it to small the, bags, shoes, and sunglasses. Sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to. I'm just I'm yeah. just perusing like different days that happen on <laughs> April first because like I'm on nationaltoday.com, the website that you should not pay money to. Um, and so just like. Real quick, take down tobacco, National Day of Action, Walk to Work Day, National Sourdough Bread Day, National One Cent Day. My favorite one, Edible Book Day. <laughs> edible books, you say. I, Prepare your appetite. You're about to chow down on. <laughs> I was in a bookmaking class and we never did a Edible Book Day. That's I, upsetting. I mean, I feel like it's fake, right? Rice it's, paper. It's a April Fool. It's a, it's April Fool. It's, it is a fool. No, you eat the books to Not get the knowledge. Tom Foolery. Yeah, it's, it's me. Much like the, the Jimmy April Neutron fool. episode. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, didn't they have like a gum? Small chewable books. Yeah, and then by, by the robot salesman, he. Because the people, <laughs> what? the people would embody the personality of the book, not even just like uh, one character, but they would like act out all the roles and like describe the setting and stuff like that. What is so, it? Did the robot eat a modest proposal or something? No. So in the B plot, uh, Jimmy has made a robot for his dad to help him go door to door salesmaning. Let's I can't remember what they're selling. I don't know what and he starts is. selling everything. He'll sell anything to anyone, regardless of who the previous owner is, regardless of whether or not anyone wants this. That and the money means. goes nowhere. He just, or I think no, he gives the money to the person whose object he's brokering, but he just steals it. He's uh, got to make money somehow. But in order to but stop, what's his, like, what's his end goal? What, brokering these items? Yeah. No, he just wants to, he's the world's best salesman. Okay. But in order to stop him from selling all the objects in the town to all of the other uh, citizens of, I can't remember the name of the Jimmy Neutron town, um, Jimmy feeds him several of the knowledge gum, <laughs> and he uh, basically just, like, fries his brain, because his, his, like, CPU, because he tries to embody the personality of all of the books all at the same time, and he just breaks. Sorry, <laughs> I just rambled, not vomited. I mean, it's okay, it's about Jimmy Neutron. Jimmy, Jimmy, Neutron. New, Jimmy, Jimmy Neutron. I'm sitting over here trying to figure out, like, the jobs of each of the parents in Jimmy Neutron, because I don't remember, because, like, 
I remember the mom being a stay-at-home mom, and but then my my, my thought along was, um, surely Hugh Neutron can't have a job. That man is not comprehensive enough, I think, to have a job. But the mom stays at home. How do they make money off of their child's inventions? How do they make money? When I do you remember the episode? Uh, is a toy inventor. Oh, is Hugh a toy inventor? Hold on, hold on, hold on. At his last ditch effort to keep his family in Retroville, Hugh applies for a job as a toy inventor. Jimmy's dad loses his job at the now defunct automotive plant, which means that the neutrons may have to move to the new. Oh, so he was uh, working at an automotive plant. As what? I would not trust this man around machines. (laughs) A parts assembler, right? Okay, I'm just going to point out that one of the frequently searched things on Google is Is Hugh Neutron a god? (laughs) Yes. Yes, he is. That's that's, that's actually a known thing. Hi there, Jimbo. That's the best I can do. I've got to send you to to the the Shadow Realm. realm. (laughs) Looks like you're going to the Shadow Realm. <laughs> You're grounded. <laughs> You're grounded. I, I feel like I'm doing an okay job. I think we're, we're trying very yeah. hard. I think I can't you can't find Hugh Neutron's job. Yeah, see, I can find it either. <laughs> what about uh, that image mom? I showed you also of Hugh Neutron T posing? Is just the caption just says Hugh as he appears in the game. So I like to think that he's. <laughs> Wait, hold what on. There's a, there's a screen cap of him from an episode where he drinks a drink that makes him very burpy. It's a very good reaction image. <laughs> I wish we could. Uh, I missed the days when this was a visual medium. We got to bring that back. We're gonna tweet this image. <laughs> uh, yeah, you yeah, tweet yeah. this image. It's a good idea. Send that to uh, Fox. Save that somehow, or keep the tab open for later. Oh, I will. I'm gonna tweet that image at you guys. He was the president of the Brain Teaser Club in high school. What does that mean? Does that mean anything? Uh, it doesn't tell me what his fucking job is. A club for teasing brains? Uh, I don't like the way this sounds. I'm just going to leave Nickelodeon.com. Um, Why? It's the best website on the internet. Not since Nicktropolis has been taken Where away. Where I fucking play Nicktropolis all day. <laughs> what? What was that? They don't have Nicktropolis anymore. That's me grabbing you and pulling you really close. What the fuck are you talking about? They don't They don't have <laughs> I knew this already. <laughs> I was say, I thought, did you log in yesterday and it works? Because if so, oh, I want to know. Actually, let's, uh, let's do a, it's time for Dade to do a Google. Uh, <laughs> I just want to see if Nicktropolis is still around. Hey, what is an aglet? It is the end of a shoelace. Okay, uh, it, it's got to be something else because I'm reading of one of the characters from Jimmy Neutron, who is a villainess named Beautiful Gorgeous, which doesn't make any sense because her father's name is Professor Calamitous. So wouldn't her, <laughs> wouldn't her full name be Beautiful yeah, Gorgeous Calamitous? Yes. Unless she changed her name. Uh, she's apparently in her childhood. Her dream was to become an aglet. I don't know what that means. An aglet keeps the fibers of lace or cord. Yeah, that's not a job. Its firmness and narrow profile well, makes it easier to hold and easier to feed. Now hold eyelets, on. Hold lugs, on. or other lacing guides. Aglet occupation. Ryan Ma- oh. We can extrapolate like values. I think virtues from the aglet. Let's really think about this here. What are fibers? Collections of individual Stuff. items, it's right? Tough. That are intertwined and wrapped around one another. And what does the aglet do? <laughs> it holds all of them together. She so wants to be a family therapist. We can all be like an aglet in our lives. I think I, we can all be a little more like the. Aglet. I would actually rather be the strand, um, because then I am dependent on the aglet. And ah, Look at it the other way. What does the aglet get for Absolutely nothing. all the fibers together except being chewed on by young children when their hoodies are on? Is that what you did to your aglet? Yes, and I have broken many. <laughs> Let us all now Let us bow leave. our heads uh, in mourning as Let we um, honor the aglets that I have chewed and destroyed on the uh, drawstrings of my hoodies. Um, a moment of silence, if you will. The chocolate sprinkles at the Jimmy Neutron candy bar were sometimes ants. <laughs> were they really? <laughs> One time it is revealed that some of Sam Melvick, who was the candy bar, like, bartender boy, man, I don't know, the owner of the candy bar, which is the name of the soda shop that they went to, he reveals that some of his chocolate sprinkles are ants. What is the time period that It's Jimmy modern Neutron's times, but they live to... in Retroville. What is the time what period is modern Retroville times? is trying to... It's 1950s, oh, okay, when, when soda bars were a real thing. I don't know what a soda bar is. Uh, like Beth Marie's used to be a soda bar. It's just like a bar, but it is soda. Yeah, you, you don't, you you don't like get alcoholic drinks. Root beer floats and purple flirt, then conk. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ice cream. Like a confectionery place. Yeah. Oh, you, now that I'm thinking about it, uh, like a there's one place. in uh, The Iron Giant. Yeah, yeah, it's the same time period where you could be like 15, but also smoking. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. You could, I mean, you could be 15 and smoking now. Yeah, but, but like this was like it was expected. <laughs> Man, I knew so many fucking 15 year olds in high school who were like vaping and shit. Because you were also 15 once. Okay, so like I remember vaping like coming out as like a thing. Yeah. And they used to be like. No, hold on. Like, okay, so they started off kind of small, then they got bigger, and then they got small again. Like, just as, like, a progression of, like, the size of vapes. Yeah. Uh, and I remember, like, people that I went to school with had these fucking gigantic cell phone brick <laughs> devices in their... And never got caught. Okay, never not once got caught with their vapes. But now... Because all cell phones look like that. Now children will have this fucking USB, USB. 
and you caught with it. Thumb drive. Well, they know what to look for. They weren't paying attention at first. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. Well, and again, all cell phones looked like that, so. I don't know. My cell phone was way smaller than that. No, I mean, because, like. <laughs> I, had, I didn't want to just say you're old because that was that wasn't the punchline of my joke. <laughs> so you know the, the, the slide phones that have the full keyboard? Oh yeah, I had one that broke and I posted on Facebook about it because I was like, it broke and I need a new phone and this is my passive aggressive way of asking my mom for a new phone, I guess. That was the phone that I had in high school. So not that old. Oh yeah, no, I mean the first phone I had was a flip phone. <laughs> it was like a, a Blackberry was the ones that had the slide up. Keyboard. Oh man, yeah. they were the ones who uh, had the keyboard, the full keyboard first. Like yeah, and it was the whole the screen was above the keyboard. Yeah, you'd be like pushing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I don't think no. The first one was just a screen and a, a full keyboard, keyboard. Didn't have, and it was like it looked like a calculator. That's cool. That's really. They cool. were also PDAs. BlackBerry was always trying to market towards like business. It's weird that That's PDAs like, like really fell out. Like, and again, I say we already have them. We still have I, them. They didn't fade out. They just phased into phones. I guess I just like, I use my calendar every day. I think it would be interesting if we still lived in a world where people who are of business nature carry two devices. One is their phone, and one is their PDA. I mean, now they have a phone and a work phone. That's true. I'm just imagining like um. Like high class strings and oh dear, my pager seems to be going off. I must check my PDA at once. It's more like no, no, no. I know the music is being played by human beings in the background of this office building. They all each have their own computers. Do the copier machine in the background. You're like it's weird because pagers are like they were very popular with like doctors and stuff. That makes sense. See, that makes sense because you got to be on call and what's like yeah, what's the best way to know that someone's yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I wanted a pager for a really long time when I was growing up, even though cell phones were already a thing. And so I'm pretty sure the way a pager works is it, it pings you with a phone number yes. that you're supposed to then call. Yes. You don't so get, like, find a phone and be like, oh, Yeah, that's hey. how it works. That's how it works. You don't like get a text message or anything. It's literally like just like a, hey, hey. You got to call from this number. Which is it's like, if you could do that, why couldn't you just do the phone call? Why did pagers have to be a thing in the first place? I think it was uh, easier to do the pager than it was to, to do like two-way communication. I guess. Because like all you're having to do is place a phone call quickly rather than also have both people like speak on it, you know? I think there might have been a way to like program of like if it was a particular number you might have been able to save it as like hospital or like something along those lines. It's so that way if you just look at your phone it was like hospital, St. Mary's or I don't fucking know. Oh, so people could send you specific messages if they knew different numbers for Hos- you. I don't that know. That would be pretty I, cool. I know that they could send like form specific phone numbers was a definite thing, but I don't yeah. know if they could send you short form words. I would like to live in a world where the first form of text messaging was just like a handheld telegram device that people carried around and they would just be like you want everyone to know Morse code? I would like to live in a world where that was the thing yes yes but Morse code differs from well language differs from language from language. I was going to say ASL American Sign Language is completely different from English and English is completely different from British English and British English you just called our English the default English I didn't call it the default English it's my default English there's a difference whoa hey don't 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 do that I just wanted to sit back in the couch man I didn't want to knock my whole shit over damn do you guys remember hey Arnold how Helga's dad sold beepers no, I don't dad remember sold anything about Helga's dad. The only thing I remember about Helga is that she was a fucking stalker. Yeah, Helga's dad sucked. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah uh, so Helga's mom was like a like recovering alcoholic. It was lightly insinuated because she was constantly tired and drinking Bloody Marys like all the time, but like just okay. the ju- just the vegetable juice ones. And her dad was like some hard ass beeper salesman who was constantly doting on her older sister and would always refer to Helga by the wrong name and like didn't know Ooh. what she was up to. I didn't watch she the show. She had that to watch. She went to kindergarten by herself in the rain and didn't have like any food. Or like just a lunch to eat, it was just covered in mud. Oh, he looks like a dick. He is a dick. He is a complete dick. I look at this picture where he's like holding his wife and his older daughter uh, and like and Helga's. And it's, there's a weird like episode where at one point his name is Bob. Uh, Big, Bob. Dead. Big Bob. Big Bob Pataki. 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 Big Bob Pataki hurts his back and like so he can't run the beeper emporium that he works at. <laughs> so his so Helga's mom Miriam takes over and like. I don't, I, I don't like this episode that I saw because like Miriam, she starts getting really fucking into it and it's like, it's like sales go up. She's a great saleswoman. At the end of it, she's like doing a commercial where it's kind of like a kick line for like the beepers and it's great. It's just the hard part is that during the episode, they wanted um, Helga and her mom to spend more time together. But it's just like, your mom's finally kind of like recovering as a human being and doing things other than being asleep all the time. And we're, ter- and we're changing this now just because like Helga can't do homework with her mom now. It's just kind of weird. It was a weird episode because neither of her parents are good. I mean, and like they were, it was still like, there was problems there for sure. It's just like, don't. Don't, don't get don't fully devote yourself to this, but like hey, Arnold, it's good that you're doing this. Hey, Arnold is the show where a guy flew off into the distance on the wings of pigeons. Yeah, he died. He I, died. I I get what you mean by 
like pulling away from her more actualization, like as a person, in in the way that you've described the scene. It's it's a weird episode. You'll have to have to watch it. Yeah, because I also wonder, like, I I don't, I don't know. This may verge into personal opinion about parenthood and about your responsibility as a parent, but. Uh, I also don't know what it's like to be a recovering addict, if that's the implication I, of the, the story, I right? I don't. However, it's weird that they showed her to be, like, kind of coming into her own and really growing as a person when she had, like, a career to focus on or just, like, another thing to focus on because previously she was just, like, a stay-at-home mom. Well, okay, so that's actually a really fun thing to talk about, or not fun, I guess a really interesting thing to talk about. So whenever you... They did a study with rats where they put a rat in a cage with two bottles of water, one that was not drugged and one that was drugged, and the rat went rat by City. itself oh, would, yeah. eat, would drink from the drugged water because they had nothing else to do. There was no playthings, there was, no, there was only a bowl of food and these things of water and it had nothing else to stimulate itself with. And then whenever they put the uh, they put rats all together with a bunch of toys and a bunch of, like, a bunch of other food rats to play with yeah. and, like, en enrich for their lives and then they put two different bottles of water one with water and one with drug water the rats would drink from the regular water yeah so like it makes sense like if you have absolutely nothing to stimulate yourself with and you are just stuck at home being a, a stay-at-home mom not that that is not an important job or and that people it just wasn't, do it, it just for her right it's not for everybody so like you wonder about the circumstances that, that like i wonder did, did, did like how does that like be like no i want you to be a stay-at-home like wife for me and it's Probably. like and yeah it's just like dude your business was gonna fucking fail and then your wife turned it around let her like get a job it, it was such a weird episode. It's also fostering resentment towards your youngest daughter for the for not her fault, but the fact that you are her caregiver and that you you have to take care of her and that you live with her. And because of it's like, it's another like, dynamic in your life, you're not allowed to manage that on your own I terms. Know, the hard part was that like Miriam didn't Miriam didn't hate Helga. She was just like she wasn't she Herself. wasn't there. Yeah. She just wasn't like mentally present and there. She was just kind of focused on other things. She loved her daughter. It was just she wasn't. It was Bob that was indifferent. Bob was indifferent and horrible. Miriam okay. was just not present. In this episode, whenever Bob had hurt his back, did he, just, he get any kind of redemption? No, he stays in a recliner so, and watches soap operas. That's really interesting too. I feel like if so, it feels that's like they're I trying remember. to. It feels like they're trying to nail home the fact that since he's the breadwinner and like he can't, he has to focus on work. That's why he's detached. And the parallel being that whenever mom goes to work, she is now detached. And it's trying to make it seem like he is not bad, right? For, yes, okay. yeah. Because the issue, as I, I as I understand it, based on the way Adrian put it, is it becomes that she can't be at home enough to spend time with Helga, which is the exact same, but not quite issue, not quite exact same issue as with Bob because Bob is also emotionally indifferent and detached from her. Right, so if in this episode they had painted Bob to improve his behavior and like be more like friendly with Helga and like, you know, them get a closer relationship, then like they could have nailed home this idea it seems like they're trying about addiction? to get across about just like being or about the work life yeah about the work life and about like painting bob in a better like quote-unquote yeah uh, but instead they the character choice is that bob is a bad person that he is mean and that like you should not sympathize with him because even when he is hurt and he, he still did yeah he's still awful yeah and I'm, I'm skimming through like the um like the synopsis of this episode in particular it's called the beeper queen um of course it is and it's just like really the only problem is just that uh, like aside from Big Bob being the whole problem, it's just that like the, it, what starts to become the main focus issue of the show is that just like Miriam just gets very focused into the work, which is just, like that's not really a a problem. It's just like a thing that Helen needs to talk to her mom about and just like hey like pull back on the work a little bit. Like you were still able to be a, a really powerful businesswoman in the early stages, and you and I could still like hang out and get along and do my homework together. Yeah, well, and I, I mean like let's not discount the fact that Helga is a child Helga's and a child. does need an adult in her life in order to maintain her care and her health and her mental well being. Yeah, so and her father will not provide that. No, he should have fucking stepped uh, up. Shut up! I was no, like, no. shut up, Dave. Shut up. No, you're exactly right. He should have fucking just like stepped up and not have been a shitty. Dad. Like Fox suggested, yeah. Yes. What episode is this? This is this is season four, uh, episode sixty-five A. Oh man, I thought you were gonna say sixty-nine there for like a half a second. I have no. a question. Yes. I know this show is a very good and b written like from a very realistic and uh, really nice. like personal perspective. Um, would we like to make a like thing of watching just an episode every once in a while? Okay, and, Arnold specifically okay, just analyzing like... it because that was kind of fun. I mean, sure, we didn't even know what we were talking about for most of it because we haven't seen the episode. Yeah, but still, <laughs> we can <laughs> do that about like random like TV, like TV shows. shows. Yeah, oh, yeah. Hey, Arnold is a great series to do that with. Okay, 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 okay. Hear me just out. Just I would like to see the episode. Hear me out. We do it for different TV shows, okay? But we only do it for episode sixty-nine of that TV show. <laughs> if no. they, well, if they get sixty-nine, most of them do. Uh, Carly didn't. <laughs> And I don't think Victoria's did. No, Victoria specifically has uh, 57 episodes. Okay, well, we only do it to shows that have 69 episodes. 
Yeah, let me just find a list of that. Shows that have exactly no, 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 no. Okay, at least 69, 69 episodes. Episode. At least okay, 69 okay, episodes. okay. Fine, we're moving the goalposts. Well, because like ending, <laughs> ending on episode 69 is like... That's uh, much like, uh, oh, fuck, um, The Adventure Zone. The first balance arc ends on episode 69. That's a fucking feat. Right? It's a Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> yeah, campaign. Like they the, managed to... Um, uh-oh. 65th episode rule. Disney wiki. I don't like that. Yeah, I'm not finding a list that's going to help us out here. All right, well, while we look for this list a little bit, why don't we listen to some, why don't we listen to some music? Yeah. I don't know what that means. Why don't we listen to some music? That's derivative. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Well, this, first off, Mr. Derivative, or sorry, them Sir Derivative. I prefer mix. Uh, mix Derivative. Uh, we've got two songs that you're featured in. So. Oh, yeah. You've heard my voice for like, I don't know, half an hour now. Um, do you want to hear some more of it? Are you sure we have these songs? Mm. Uh, I didn't import them. Uh, okay, uh, so in that's funny. that sorry. case... I had two hours, and I thought I was rushing, and I forgot. Yeah, all right. In that case, we're going to listen to uh, different couple song. of songs. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We're going to do uh, Love Me by Accent uh, first. Yeah. See, we're technical wizards, so by the time we get done with this audio, or with this music segment, we'll have everything uh, smoothed out. Uh, I, I guess you're a technical wizard. I am just somebody who clicks buttons every now and again. No, oh, don't talk to yourself like that. That's mean. I mean. No, it's just accurate. I'm not talking down to myself. You're disparaging yourself, your skills. Like, I, we've been talking about this. Guy. All right, fine, fine, fine. Here's Love Me by Accent. An artist based out of Plano now? Yes. All right, as we do a little... Mute. Unmute. If you're listening to this on Spotify or any other podcasting platform, you won't hear the music that we just mentioned. So go ahead and check that out on Spotify. SoundCloud.com slash stuck in a corner. That's SoundCloud.com slash stuck in a corner. And don't forget to like us on Facebook and share us with your friends. Uh, back to the show. And we're back. <laughs> that song still had my voice in it, even though we messed up at first. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah that one did. Uh, so that was the last song was Cold Eyes by Empty Head. The one before that, song names don't really matter by Slinky Head. Slinky, not Slinky Head. And uh, yeah. Before that was The Weather With Me. Yeah, that was. Or that Weather was By Me. <laughs> the Weather With Dade. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so shit i had a thing okay is it? uh i don't know process that stop telling kids to be careful <laughs> huh? i don't know stop telling kids to be careful it's the title of this life hacker article i i mean okay so first off children should be told to be careful because like they don't know what things are going to be bad right like they're learning they're constantly experimenting like they're like and i quote saying be careful all the time can confuse kids instill fear and lower their self-confidence I don't know. I, I don't know. I wasn't sure what tone i was going for oh, i thought you were gonna do like a copy pasta reading i thought that's what you were doing just now oh oh no that was the tagline for the for the article um it can ruin their self-confidence? Yeah, here's here's a, a bullet point. It's not specific enough. It's overused. It instills fear. It inhibits their development. They're saying... Uh, that's one bullet point? No, those are those are like the different bullet points. I was about to say, because that's like six different bullet why points. Why it's ineffective. It's ineffective, is the actual argument they're saying here. But they're, the article title, of course, does not say it's less specific than you probably should be. And I, I'm not so sure about the impacts that saying be careful to a person has, because I don't think be careful is never followed up by an explanation of what to be careful for. No one just says be careful out of context. Unless it's assumed that they understand it. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um. What to say instead? Notice how slash do you see? Train your child to be more aware of their surroundings. Not bad. Do you feel? What? Have your child check in with their emotional and physical experience. What's your next move? Are we like... Are, are, welcome to Stuck in a Corner where we teach you how to talk to your children? Is that what? I, I know. This article, this article just strikes me as weird. Like, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> you were struggling for a thing to say, so I just pulled the first thing out of my... Like, <laughs> I don't know what you want from me. You want me to pull something different out? Let's see. Um... Are you anxious, introverted, or just a highly sensitive what person? What website are you on? <laughs> are you on an iQuiz thing? <laughs> Where are you getting these articles? America is staring down its first so what wave. What are you fucking talking about? I don't know. These are articles on my new tab page. <laughs> I, I, like Yahoo? No, uh, it's curated by Firefox? Oh, by Pocket. I don't know who Pocket is. Uh, there, put it in my pocket. Put it in my pocket. Oh, yeah. Wolfpack. Yeah, that's Shout the one. Shout out to Wolfpack. Shout out to Wolfpack, one of the only good bands to ever exist. Who is Randy Travis? Uh, that is a country music artist. He wrote the song. Uh, I think it's called uh, Three Wooden Crosses." Like uh, he he is uh, he does he has this whole like Christian country music album that he does. Um, he's got like, kind of a deep voice. Um, it's Randy Travis. 
I've been over here just reading through the synopsis of various Hey Arnold episodes, and Randy Travis is the singing voice of Mr. I think it's Mr. Hun in the show. <laughs> Mr. Hun is yeah. Randy Travis. Okay. Yeah, it's I, Randy Travis. He does his singing voice. I was wondering where the reason Robert E. Lee um, surrendered had gone. I hadn't heard from you in like a minute. Yeah. Oh no, I know the reason of why he was the leader of the Southern uh, side. Like supposedly, how it goes is that um, the Union asked him to be the general, and he was like, "I'm not going to give you an answer yet. I'm going to see if he was for some reason weirdly loyal to his home state of Virginia." And he was like, "If they ask me, I'm going to do it because they had checked in with him." And later they like when it's like we formally are asking you, please be the general of our side. And he's like, "I'm sorry, Virginia has asked me to be the the leading general of their side. I'm very sorry." It's so weird of a story. So is that um is that your full name? No, my name is Robert Ely Pitchy Sunglasses. That's my full oh, name. Oh, I thought your name was the reason Robert Ely surrendered. That was no. my whole joke. No, pretty sure that I thought pretty that's sure the way you introduced yourself. I'm but. sorry. I don't know who I am anymore. No, not an identity crisis. Not again. Oh man, who am I? Am I Pitchy Sunglasses or am I Robert Ely's reason for being the leader of the Southern side? Who knows? Can what? I share with you guys a uh, <laughs> a uh, a synopsis of a, a book? Yeah, sure. We've been ricocheting all over this segment. Um, okay, so first off, I want you guys to understand that this is uh, Make America Great Again fantasy literature. Oh. Um, when Patriot Mike rescues feminist Ricky from a post-Trump rally riot, the clash of opposite sets—the clash of opposite sets off sparks between them. But the gentleman giant refuses to leave the side of the spunky half pint until he and his pickup truck deliver her home, safe and sound. Ricky attends the rally to scoop the racism of the Trump crowd in a blog post, but she's forced to spin a false narrative when her mistaken assumptions fail to materialize. When Ricky's lies get Mike doxxed and his construction worksite becomes a target of anti-fascist thugs, his righteous anger forces her to reckon with the truth. Ricky wants to fix the damage and regain Mike's trust, but that means facing the wrath of the liberal mobs. Will Ricky find the courage to leave the left for a lifetime of old-fashioned true love? I'm sorry, what is this again? This is called Ladies First. It is book one in a series by a lady named Liberty Adams. Honestly, that's probably a pseudonym, and this is probably a man writing this show, or this book. Um, and this is fantasy literature based off of Make Make America Great Again. Get ready for this summer. An oppressor. Fanfic fan fiction about being oppressed. <laughs> Did I ever tell you? Okay, so there used to be this book sale back at the back at the church um, in my um, when I was much younger. I was going to say in my youth, in my early days. In my early days, there was a occasional book sale that went on at the church, and like my mom worked at the church, so of course I would always get like a bunch of free dibs on the books, both before they were on sale and after when there was just a bunch of books left over. One book I picked up was a book called A Bride Most Begrudging, and it's a weird. No, no. Here's the thing. It's, it's related to the concept of tobacco brides, which was just like in the early days of colonization of America, women would come over or be kidnapped over and they would essentially be sold as wives um, to men in Jamestown who just could not find a wife. They'd be like, I, I will purchase this bride for like, I don't know, a bushel of beets, a couple of barrels of tobacco. And they're like, yeah, all right. And in this book, it's about a like English lady who was kidnapped uh, incidentally when she's like walking home and she is sold to a farmer to a, a farmer and then lost by to in a, in a poker game to another farmer. And it's just such a weird book because it, here's the thing. It's not like explicit at all, but it's weirdly like one of the most horny books I've ever read. I, I want to circle back to, did anyone tell you you could have those books or were you just stealing them? I, 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 listen, I stole things in the church a lot. <laughs> I mean, as you should, they're stealing everyone I else. stole things in the church like a lot. I would just take the, I would take the food. But like, I was also doing stuff there all the time. I was essentially like a little <laughs> child labor creature because I was working with my mom on making stuff and I had to be there with her like at like six in the morning during mission week. Yeah, which is like all the youth things. And it's like, I don't want to be here. And she's like, I don't care. You're here now. And so I would do paperwork. Why do you think I'm so good at secretarial tasks now? Because <laughs> of early days of paperwork. When but was, yes, I would steal from the church. When I was old I was allowed to say no. I don't want to go to the church. Yep. And I'm sorry that you didn't get that experience. No. If that was what you wanted, because I didn't want to go to the church. Yeah. No. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I had a lot of fun at the church because we did things we were not supposed to do at the church. Sure. I mean, sure. That, that was the fun part. But like for the That's first couple part. of years, when like there was um, for the first couple of years when there was like other kids, um, like one of my mom's coworkers had a son like my age, so we would get into all kinds of various goofs and mischief, like selling candy to people of the church that we stole from the church <laughs> to begin with. Okay. So we would sell people That's a better idea. We, than... had, we ended up selling like a couple of lollipops to like one of the priests there, and he's like, "You guys, you guys are doing all right?" And like, yeah. We want Father Tim. Do you want to buy a lollipop or what? He's like, okay. Um, Father Tim. We stole this candy from one of the other workers. His name was Leslie. He was very nice about it. But and the father yeah. bought it? Should it we, know? we sold it for like five cents or like whatever because we were kids. You, you weren't thinking big enough. Well, we were, Dollar a pop. We That's were, what I'm saying. <laughs> Dollar pop. Children would pay it. 
dollars on the pound. Five for four. This shit. <laughs> it was. It was so. I know, but like it was. It was two kids in a church full of mostly old people. Damn. There were no other children. You're in the wrong market. Steal. I, go home. Go to this. I think you're just missing the mark here. You should just be stealing the collection plate. Well, hey, I ended up selling stuffed animals in fifth grade later on. So like entrepreneurial spirit got built up eventually, and now I don't sell things. In the third grade, there was this kid who was selling those paper poppers and uh, these origami paper cubes. Yes. And I bought one of each of them from him, unfolded them, figured out how to fold them, and then folded them a bunch of them at home the next night. And like. And you undercut him. Yep. He was so pissed. Capitalism <laughs> is funny when it's run by children. Yes. Yes, it is. Capitalism because... is so funny when it's with children. No one's actually trying to cause uh, economic inequality. They're just trying to make money for candy at the vending machine or something like that. Wait, I was actually thinking about this earlier today. Uh, like, there was this thing called the Phoenix Simulation when I was a kid. It was like a day uh, for like a bunch of like the a- like pre AP and AP and, like gift- gifted with quotation mark students, just all the ones with anxiety. Um, <laughs> we came and we would like do a weird exp- like just a bunch of various tasks, and one of them was like various stations throughout my big ass high school. One of the stations was just like, okay, we're gonna give you guys like a shape. And here's like a bunch of desks. When your shape is called, the numbers are going to go either. It was just a simulation of the stock market. And it was utter chaos of like, you have to like sell your things to other people. But sometimes your things are worth less. I do not remember what the point of this was because we were supposed to be taught things no, or like related uh, yes, to other books. Some, like, it was it was so random and weird. I just remember paper flying everywhere and running around and be like, I'm trying to get rid of this. Take this. Take this. Take this. <laughs> and just like screaming at one another and just like ripping pieces of paper off each other's desk. Like, I need this. Take is, this. I don't want this. It was so fun. That is the and stock insane. market. It sounds yeah. like someone from Wall Street or something talked to someone and a teacher got the idea that if they could like train these kids to be good at the stock market, they'd grow to be the best traders, day traders in the world, and it's all they'd think about, and they'd be billionaires, and we'd ride on their coattails. Okay, yes, if it had happened more than once. <laughs> no, they just did that to us, and I think they mostly just did it because they got a big kick out of watching kids run around. Oh my god, there was this, uh... Children, welcome to the Phoenix Stock simulation. Market. Situation simulation. It was very fun. There was this time I was I was on, I was on Quiz Bowl in high school. Oh my god. And I went to Quiz Bowl tournament, and uh, my dad was in Quiz Bowl. I was on one of the teams for one of the rounds, and the question came up, and it was like, in Super Mario, this green character, and I, like all of us like pressed the button at the same time. <laughs> I ended up being the person that pressed it, and I just looked at it, and I was like. <laughs> They're making a very good face right now. And I didn't say anything. I think maybe, maybe oh. did I say Luigi? Luigi's not in Super, Mario, in Super Smash Bros. Right? He is. Yeah, he, he is. is. Yeah, he has been from the. Beginning. I don't know who it was. I said uh, Yoshi was also in there. But so you, I, didn't, I didn't get it right. What? There's and... only two green characters: Yoshi and Luigi. Yeah. And a turtle. You could have said a Koopa. No. Who is not a playable character in Smash Bros. or Mario? I guess, but uh, Mario Kart. I think of the, as the of the Koopas as little yellow turtles because they have two different colors of shells. Yeah, green and red. Green and red. Yeah. They are yellow turtles. There are the yellow shells. turtles. They are yellow. Oh yeah, their bodies are yellow. And there are also yellow and blue, and also multicolored like shining shells. But those are shiny. Yeah, they like flash different colors. You know what's cool? No, because I know this much about Mario instead. I don't, I don't know what's cool. Our flag means death. Yes, yes it is. Speaking of pirates. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. My dashboard is full of pirates. <laughs> what? Are you saying? Is it the fourth time you've said that? I know, I know. It's a play on a meme. Easy. Uh, they've got a bird guy. You guys <laughs> not had a bird at any point throughout the show until that moment. I know. Okay, thank God. I thought I was going crazy. No, that bird has not been there. I was like, he's not a bird guy. What are you talking about? He's a cannibal. No. <laughs> yeah, no, Carl was not there that entire time. Carl's the bird. I, um, I cuddles the bird. I cuddles the bird. I really like that show. Me too. Yes, I'm excited to watch more. If you have HBO Max. I'm demanding that you go watch it. Or if you happen across the uh, season online somewhere. In Minecraft. In Minecraft. Good I'm not telling Minecraft. you. I'm just saying that if you do, you should watch it. Like, it's really good. Minecraft. It's like big Good Omens vibes, but like I pirates. still need to watch that because I so, know it's good. So Good Omens is just like, is gay non-binary angels. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. I, I like more. that. Yeah. And they're like timeless. So they're kind of old. Yeah. So it's 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 David Tennant is uh, the demon or the fallen angel. And mm. he's great. Mm. I, I have meant to oh, watch it. Oh, we started watching that. We started watching What is it on? Hulu. Yeah, you were not as big of a fan of it. I wasn't into it. HBO Max heard me talking to it. Go away! The app heard me and sent me a notification. I hate you. Um, so, <laughs> over the last musical break, we were able to add in um, two new songs to our database. Oh, yeah. Dang, it's already been like 30 minutes. Yeah. Wow. Um, actually, it's been like 15. We came back like after uh, like, like 8.40. So, I guess 20 minutes. I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> Time. The next song that we have up for is uh, 
the new band that just released music. Um, I'm on <laughs> yeah. my computer. Oh, yeah, you are. LMAO. Uh, so uh, Slinky, uh, myself, and now Fox um, are part of a band called Fickle Fair. We mentioned them before. We had a whole little thing where uh, uh, Hazel was on, and we all talked about uh, the music. Uh, this is the single we released from our EP, uh, the official one, now that we've done all of the everything to it. Um, High Server Ping and Grinding Gears are being pulled from platforms because the versions that are on the EP are better, frankly. Yes. But, uh, all of it will be released, I believe, on May 6th, uh, or will be available for pre-save on May 6th. I will I double-check that and tell you after. Um, you break. can pre-order the album you on can. Bandcamp. On Bandcamp. If you pay $5 now, you can listen to it now. Um, you know, uh, But it will be uh, pay what you want when it releases, and will also be on streaming platforms. So, uh, yeah, here is Growth by Fickle Ferret. As we do a little new... If you're listening to this on Spotify, which you are, it's the only way you would hear this bit, you need to listen to it on SoundCloud or listen to it live on stuckinacorner.com because we can't play the music that we uh, support on Spotify. Uh, so yeah, go listen to that and back to the show. And we're back. What was that at the end of that song? Uh, me saying anyway at the end of my last vocal take. Uh, and then a little bit of delay that changes in pitch. It's like, anyway, wait, 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 wait. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, like, I sang that whole part at the end and then I was just like, Anyway, <laughs> I don't know, because I thought it was comedically funny, but also just like, I just did that and I was like, anyway. Comedically funny as opposed to what other kinds of funny? Um, horrifically funny, okay. uh, disgustingly funny, okay. um, tastefully funny? Could it be argued that all of those are still comedically funny? Uh, well, let's define the genre comedic. Uh, yeah, anything funny? Hmm, I'm seeing the issue. <laughs> There's some circular reasoning going on here. Well, who's on first? <laughs> first base. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> first base. First base. Uh, so, yeah, that last song was the newest one by God Trash, Plato's Allegory of the Edgelord. The name is long because we are full of ourselves. <laughs> no, because A, they're funny, B, Fallout Boy, and C, we're full of ourselves. Okay, okay, I was just wrong with the order. Uh, <laughs> I discovered today the section where you credit us on the song. Oh, yeah, on our bandcamp. Um, uh, gottrash.bandcamp.com. That's where you can find uh, the single. It is technically the demo because we uh, are still working on the album. It's going to be uh, rather long, and there's uh, a lot of production that's going to go on in the time frame from now to when it's released. But, you know, we wanted to put something out, and we're really happy with the way this one came out. So, so listen to this, listen to this, listen to this. Dade Robison, lead guitar, lead box, producer, massive velocity. Tristan Strickland, rhythm guitar, rough backing box, lyrics, producer, vibes. Fox Evans, bass, stank face. Anthony, I've been living on commas and semicolons, please help. Wall, drums, protection. Protection is pretty good. I forgot how I put that. Um, but okay, so Anthony's middle name is a, is a running gag. Go look at the previous release um, in What's a Gunfight Without uh, a Knife, the acoustic version. Oh, no, 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 it wouldn't be on that one. What am I saying? Um, the one before that, uh, Grey King Trash, the uh, EP that we released last year in October. All right, all right, so the credit on this one is Dave Robinson, lead guitar, lead box, producer, Tristan Strickland, rhythm guitar, rough backing box, lyrics, co producer, Fox Evans, bass, harmonies, Anthony. Seriously, I'm stuck in the album credits wall, drums, harmonies, and sweaters. <laughs> sweaters. So go check the uh, release previous. Um, uh, I think. Congrats for now. Congrats for now, yeah, not uh, songs we found in the dumpster. Uh, Dade Robinson, lead box, the guitar producer, Tristan Strickland, backing box, rhythm guitar, lyrics, Michael Freeman, bass, Anthony Wall, drums. That's oh, it. that was the first one. Okay, yeah, yeah. Anthony, I'm stuck in the album credits wall. Uh, I'm just gonna go check the other ones. Oh, uh, yeah. Not in any credits. Nobody uh, yeah. got credited in Nobody, nobody made Church of the Trash Day Saints. It was uh, created by, um, oh, fuck, I don't know, God, I guess. Not that I would know. And, and um, songs I found in the dumpster, Dade Robinson, Tristan Strickland, Anthony Wall, and Michael Freeman. That's just Dang, normal credits, what the fuck? Not even what instrument we played. Yeah, that was a fun little dive into our album credits. Um, so I think we're funny. If I mean, you like that music, you should go check it out on. All Spotify, platforms. yeah, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. I'm gonna stop that now. <laughs> Keep an eye out on Spotify for on uh, April the 11th for our new episode of our newest podcast called Hell is Eternal. Hell is Eternal. Yeah, yeah, it's about movies. You've heard about it before. <laughs> um, I don't know. I was, gonna, I, was gonna, I was thinking about doing like a bunch of plugging now, but now I'm like, I'll plug out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Were you? Were you? Okay. I see. I see. I see. I see. Uh, can I hit you with something before I uh, plug the rest? Okay. Okay. I mean, we can. We can keep going. Like, we no, can no, no, no. I'm good. I'm good with this. Oh, okay. 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 What are you? What are you doing? What you doing? What's up? Girl was walking to school with her BF, and they were crossing the road. She said, BBs, will you love me forever? He said, no. <laughs> the girl cried and ran across the road before the green man came on the side. Green man. Boy was crying and went to pick up her body. She was dead. He whispered to her corpse, I meant to say I will love you five ever. 
that mean he love her more than forever? <laughs> Is that it? Like this, <laughs> if you cry every time. That's it. <laughs> I was Thank really you. hoping there was another line and I could start talking and you'd be like... <laughs> Just keep going. Yeah. Um, okay. That is a classic copy pasta. Is from it? like, oh yeah, era has gone by. It's old. It's very old. Yes, tale is old this time. Copy pasta must be like something that I just completely missed. It is It is from another era. Like it originates from message boards and uh, um, like forums and shit like that. Yeah, I was never really involved in that. But it also has become a large part of Twitch as I am uh, finding out. The best place I could find copy pasta is a place called Twitch Quotes, um, which is a another place where people put ASCII art. I don't know if you know what that is. Uh-uh. Making art out of uh, the characters allowed by your text editor. Mm. Oh, asterisk art. ASCII. A S C I I. A S C I I is the. Uh, um, sorry, the. Oh, what's it called? Uh, it's a standard. The standard format for text uh, on most devices. I think uh, maybe just Windows devices. Um, so it's it's art using only characters from the typeface of. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. The ASCII typeface. Um, I've seen and, I, that. and also common phrases or like uh, posts that people will use. In uh, large streamers with large audiences, right? Uh, people will post the same message. Like multiple people will post the same message. Oh. Um, people will post the same message over and over again while trying to avoid being blocked for spam because the chat is rolling by really fast. There's like ten thousand plus people, you know. So nobody is really getting to interact with the streamer so much as they are kind of spectating. That's why they do the copy pasta. They're like, yes. we're all gonna say the same well, thing. Well, now before that wasn't necessarily the case. Uh, copy pastas were like a type of meme, just a way, and they, they still kind of are uh, a way to. Uh, I don't know, transmit information. It's a block of text that's been copied and pasted multiple times, like from one place to another. Rarely do people get like. Uh, 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 credited for creating them because they just get disseminated. Yeah, it's like there's no real evidence of who the first was. Yeah. One of the most famous one is the uh, Navy SEAL copy pasta, yeah. which I will read at some point. Um, it's just very long. Yeah, it is very long. I'll probably cut it cut for time because it <laughs> takes forever. Um, it can also be used to like slam someone. Like, that's copy pasta. Like, talk what you're saying, somebody. Yeah, what you're saying is, is meaningless. Oh, I've heard it before. Or, or, you, or you can just like copy pasta like behind someone's like nonsensical comment. Like on Tumblr, there's this one weird guy that whenever he posts, it's just every person after that will type a single letter and to where it just spells out the words Kong Pao Penis. And I don't understand <laughs> this why. This being hunted down. But by... like every time, like without fail, the it's just constant reblogging after that with the addition of a single letter in gigantic font to just spell out Kong Pao Penis. So and I he's like just the Kong Pao Penis guy. 12 people, or one person with 12 blogs, is hunting this person down. <laughs> I like the idea of, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? I like the idea of just copying somebody's text post if I think it's stupid and just immediately commenting it in the comment section. Like yes. If someone makes something original and just turning it into a copy pasta. <laughs> I think I'm gonna start doing that. Like that was funny. Copies it and pastes it in the comment of their post. Yeah, that's <laughs> nice. Doing. That's hilarious. Takes the image that you just posted on Twitter and posts it in your replies. Yes. Just, I'm that's funny. Do that <laughs> I like Thank that. you. Thank you, copy pastas, for giving me something fun to do on Facebook. Um, do we want to wrap it up? Is that the uh, sure? Why not? Yeah. Um, make sure you send emails to stuck in the corner uh, with fox at gmail.com because that's where you can talk to us, or you can message us on Instagram or Facebook. I'm just bad at responding sometimes. If you listen to this on iPhones and you've been trying to listen to our website, sorry, but you shouldn't have used an iPhone. I guess I, I don't know. Like we're <laughs> trying really I'm the hard. One apologizing. No, we're trying really hard to make it work for you guys, and we thank you for all your patience. Uh, but for now, just listen on, on SoundCloud or on Spotify, and eventually you'll be able to listen to it live. Yeah. The, the solutions are limited and frustrating. Um, if you like this content and you want to be alerted to it more frequently, uh, follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we won't be your friends necessarily, uh, but we will be the people who tell you that we're going to be live. Uh, I'm and your friend. Well, yeah, Fox will be your friend. I might be your friend. It, just, it, it really all depends. I just can't be, you know, so, so specific or, you know, certain. I'll be very flippant with it. I, I'll be your friend. Listen, if you're a space monster listening in outer space. Oh, I'm your friend. I'm your friend. Yeah. Um, if you are someone listening in, uh, what's one of the random countries that we've had people listen to our show in? Uh, mm? I don't know. I looked at the analytics once and like there's like people in like not, not American, English speaking yeah. countries. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't think of what. Well, never mind. Uh, it's all right. Uh, check us out. What, you have something to say there? No, I just wanted to make sense. That right there was the reason that Robert E. Lee surrendered. Um, and a pair of bitchy sunglasses. And a pair of bitchy sunglasses. And I've been Fox Evans. I've been Dade Robison. <laughs> I'm thinking about sushi. Of course you are. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, we've got one last song for you guys before we get out of here. Uh, and that Woo! song is Waste of Time by Calculated Chaos. <laughs> uh.
Oh yeah, we got a wrench. I should record that. Why haven't I? Oh, um, by the way, thank you uh, for listening to the 69th episode of Stuck in a Corner. Um, we didn't make anything, anything funnies. Well, I mean, we mentioned it. Yeah, this is episode nice of Stuck in a Corner. I am making that the, the nice. title. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for listening. If you have, I know that uh, it's a niche category of podcasts to just listen to us talk shit and make jokes and talk about things we like but we well, love doing it and so, the radio show on soundcloud makes a lot more sense to me but for the spotify listeners for the people listening to us they're just listening to us talk we appreciate it uh the uh the reason that i picked most of the songs tonight um was because it was like episode 69 so i was like we can just do the songs that we've done so that we can it's like <laughs> <laughs> wow you saved that for right now damn that could have been the opening what, what the fuck i i forgot about it man oh uh, tragic well we'll get it next time on 169 see you in 100 episodes <laughs> No shit. Uh, the wrong Fucking mute yourself. God damn it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Go mute yourself. <laughs> hey guys. Thanks for listening to the episode. Uh, normally I do an outro, but you know, I say all the things that I want you to do in between the bits and I feel like doing it at the end is kind of redundant. Uh, so here's a random fact I just pulled up. Um, the brand name Spam is a combination of spice and ham, which you would not know if you had tasted it even once in your life. Uh, thanks for listening and catch us back here next Saturday slash Sunday when this episode gets posted on Spotify. Uh, bye.